The World's Beijing correspondent Mary Kay Magstad is in Boston this week. Mary Kay, you were just listening to Bob Fu. What do you make of what he has to say? Well, one of the more interesting things I, I thought he had to say was where he said that while Chen Guangcheng doesn't want to leave China, it may be one of the only options open to him at this point. And that's because the climate, the political climate in China is such that the government has been very harsh with pro-democracy activists and, and people who challenge its right to rule and or the way it rules. So with Chen Guangcheng, he's not challenging their right to rule, but he's saying, I want to be treated fairly as a citizen of China according to the Constitution, and what you've been doing to me is outside of the law. What do you think Chen actually wants, and why wouldn't he want the safety of exile in the United States? Because he wants to have a voice in his own country, and he wants to push for change within his own country. And exiles, pro-democracy dissidents, when they've gone outside of China, when they've gone to the United States, have tended to lose that voice in China. They don't have the same impact anymore. Do you think there's any interest for China to, to cut a deal out of this whole situation? It depends what the deal would be. Um, it's an interesting moment for China's leaders because we're still in the midst of another scandal. A, a senior leader named Bo Xilai, who had been party leader in Chongqing, has been taken down from his positions and could face prosecution. His wife is accused by the government of murder of a British citizen uh, who had been working with the family. And the way that the, the China's leaders talked about his case was he was building up a cult of personality. He was very corrupt. He was moving toward the direction of the bad old days of the Cultural Revolution. We want to move forward. Premier Wen Jiabao has talked about wanting political reform. Well, here's a moment when Premier Wen Jiabao and other Chinese leaders could prove that they're serious about political reform. There's a blind lawyer who had been basically speaking out for the rights of women who were being forcibly aborted of, of you know, their, their pregnancies or sterilized. We're talking Chen now. We're talking Chen Guangchang. And he served four years in prison for trumped-up charges, basically for disturbing public order, when in fact what had happened was his supporters had come out because he was being detained by the police. Um, he gets out. There are no more charges against him, but he's held under house arrest by a bunch of thugs, plainclothes thugs, who are being paid by the local government. He's beaten up. His wife is beaten up. His mother is beaten up. His six-year-old daughter is not allowed to go to school. And he sends this video. He, he, he brings out this video after escaping, asking Premier Wen Jiabao, why am I being treated like this? Did you not know I was being treated like mm. this? If you didn't know, what are you going to do about it? And if you did know, what is this you were saying about political reform? It, it leaves the central government in a very precarious position, it would seem. Well, a lot of Chinese middle-class Internet users are paying attention to this, which is not very easy at the moment because every time a comment is made on China's version of Twitter called Weibo, which about 300 million Chinese use, censors delete it. Um, and the government requires that they delete these, these mentions. So people are starting to use various code words to try to get around it. As soon as the censors figure out what the code words are, they delete those too. Nonetheless, a lot of people know what's going on, and they're looking with great interest about, you know, sort of how hypocritical are you being here? And, you know, we, we want to see some change. We want to see the government ruling according to the rule of law and not just according to its whim. In terms of tension uh, in U.S.-Chinese bilateral relations, there's no doubt that, that things are kind of fraught right now. But uh, in terms of significance, how would you kind of characterize this moment in U.S.-Chinese relations? Well, it's certainly by no means the worst moment. Mm -hmm. um, it's a moment that needs to be navigated carefully. 
Um, the Chinese side has signaled over the weekend that they didn't think that this was going to be a big issue in the upcoming strategic and economic dialogue this week. The U.S. side has kept very quiet about the case. There appears to be diplomacy going on behind the scenes, but the U.S. is being careful not to use this as a way to embarrass China or to draw out a sort of a, a, a need for the Chinese leaders to make a sort of nationalistic play to the population. Oh, you know, the U.S. is trying to criticize China and, and, and humiliate us. Look what they're doing. Um, so I think both sides are looking at the bigger relationship and saying, OK, you know, we need to manage this, but let's manage it quietly. And from the Chinese government's perspective, there's good reason why they want to do this quietly. Because if you look at the details of the case, this is someone who has been beaten up and harassed in his own home when there are no outstanding charges against him and when he's not saying he wants to leave the country. So what's their problem with him? They kind of have to explain that if they're going to go public with it. The world's Beijing correspondent Mary Kay Magstad speaking with us in our Boston studios. Thanks very much. Thank you.